Welcome to Tales, Tunes, and Tom Fullery, starring Jerry Springer, along with Gene Galvin and me. I'm Megan Hills. We're recorded live in front of a brilliant studio audience at the Folk School Coffee Parlor in Ludlow, Kentucky. My daddy came home. And here he is, ladies and gentlemen, just learning how to use a microphone for the first time, Jerry Springer. Uh, thank you. Thank you. You know, we. No, this is. Like, if you talk into this, then people that are not in this, uh, in, in this coffee parlor can hear you? Okay, when you find those people, you let me know, sir. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hello. Hello. <laughs> what? Hey, yes. Well, well you know, uh, and by the way, we have Brent James and the uh, Vintage Youth coming up to play a little Woo-hoo! bit later on. We love them. <laughs> They've been here before, and we are going to talk some sadness because this is podcast is being recorded only several days after the horrific yeah. tragedy in Las Vegas, yeah. 59 people dead, 500 people wounded. It's just unbelievable. We'll come back to that. A uh, couple things, though. Well, one, I guess you got the email. I got it. It came from Megan. Megan is Megan Hills I'm talking about. It's here from Megan. She's unbelievable. Yeah. <laughs> oh, but the love stop we it. all have for <laughs> Megan doesn't preclude her getting damned annoying at times because I get this email, and you must have got one too, about she's demanding that I have uh, a drug test, that I take a drug test. Well, not just uh, you. Yeah. Not just you. Jerry has oh, to. Oh, you're always careful well. about that. It's, you, it's, it's never You're, you're, it's you're never aiming isolated. at me, Wait, but you, you... It's the whole group. It's a strategy. drug test. Yes. Will I have a chance to study? Oh, my or? God. You can't. I can't even with you. This one, no. though, I have severe well, concerns see, about. But no, I'll tell you something, Megan, and that's the point. I called <laughs> corporate, and I said, can she do this mm-hmm. to me? And <laughs> she, corporate said... If you have to take a drug test, there's a chance that Jerry is then going to make some jokes about your body part, and that's, they said, body shaming. So, therefore, they say that the only drug test I have to take, and I am willing to take it, is a written one. We'll do a hair follicle test. How about that? No, 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 no. Nobody's (laughs) touching my hair. Never mind. Never mind. I I, I don't know how to put this delicately, but is is Viagra a drug? I'm going to formally put no. in my resignation after this. <laughs> no, the other day, I'm, look, I'm 73, so the other day I took one and I started choking on it. Yes. And, oh. and, I, had, and I had a stiff neck for four hours. Yeah. Now, good. Now, Jerry, that, I like that. That's that new material. Good. That was Jerry. I like that. Good job. <laughs> That's it. That's it. He's done. To cut him off. The that's all the time we have for tonight, folks. Great show. Great show here tonight. No, that, that's, that's new material. I, I mean, it doesn't matter. It doesn't happen often here on no offense, but even it, this, that, this is the 2017 joke. Right. Yeah. <laughs> 2018. I'm gonna have a oh, whole new lights ma- out. Yeah. Man. One new joke. New for material, and no offense, but even if it sucks, it's still new material. Hey, yes. uh, what yeah. I was thinking. Here's what I was wondering, Jerry. And oh, there's uh, what Gene. Well, to have a, uh, now I'm not going to make fun of this, because uh, it's, Hugh Hefner died. Mm-hmm. Right, right. And 91. it made us all wonder, I speak on behalf of America, when I asked the question, <laughs> you did you You never ever... speak on behalf of America. <laughs> and God help America if you did, Gene Galvin. I speak on behalf of Megan Hills and me. Yeah. Nope, not even, no, not even that. Not even okay, that. Okay, well, what about I'm it? all alone when I ask. Yeah. 
Have you been to the Playboy Mansion? Oh, have you? If so, tell us about it. Um, well, that blue pill. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why can't we get off of that? Uh, no, actually, actually, I was. Um, really? Yeah, about uh, one time, and it was probably around 20 years ago, to be honest. Um, they had a Valentine's Day party that they always had. That's like had. a big one. Oh, it's, like, it's, that's it's huge. Party. It wasn't like I'm a personal friend and he invited me to his mansion. Yeah, yeah. No, it was one of these huge things and I was out in LA taping something. And so we got invitations to the Valentine's Day party at the at the Playboy Mansion. So you drive up there and it's, you know. The Playboy Mansion. It, yeah, and it's clearly over the top and all that. But honestly, my memory of it mostly was uh, the place is filled with celebrities. I mean, not like me, but A-list celebrities. Like real ones. Yeah, real ones. Yeah. And I'm going, <laughs> and I know you're not going to believe it, but I, I was just impressed with all the famous people that were there. Yeah. And, uh, but the guy that was just most enjoyable was John Lovitz, you know, the Oh, I love him. Yeah. And uh, he was in uh, League of Our Own. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, great movie. Anyway, and I just remember we were standing there talking for, honestly, a half hour, 45 minutes, and he is a riot in person. Is he? Yeah, nice. the guy has that dry wit and all that. Yeah. And there were a whole bunch of celebrities there. And Who else? Oh. Other than you, I mean. <laughs> was, was Hefner in the crowd? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, he was there. And I, I had met him on some other occasions. Like, I mean, he was always very nice to me. And, you know, he was an iconic figure. Clearly controversial, and uh, in certain ways very progressive with his magazine, but in other ways, obviously, um, you know, turning women into clearly you know, objectifying women. And sure. there's no way to deny it, even though every teenage kid in our generation had a Playboy magazine under their mattress. Um, but it was. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Gene, Gene didn't. Everybody had. Yeah. <laughs> You, no, exactly. you, you had men's monthly. <laughs> <laughs> not that there's anything wrong yeah. with that, Gene. No, not, not, not that there's anything, anything wrong with that. No. It was penthouse. But, but, uh, no, but not that there's anything wrong yeah. with that. Dear yeah. penthouse. Oh, jeez. Oh, but, uh, you know, yeah, that's really on some up. other issues other than that, you know, which you can't justify, even though we joke about it, you really can't justify that in today's world when we've all been, hopefully we've all been educated and all that. But on some issues, he was really very yeah. progressive and yeah. was a big supporter of, of those causes. So like every human being, at the end of your life, it's a mixed bag, you know, and you hope yeah. you did more good things than bad things. Sure. Yeah, because I'm we... about tied right now. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I so we'll need, even race yeah, there, I need, I need one more good thing before I go. This podcast does not count. Oh, yeah. my obituary is going to be horrible. <laughs> Good. I, I can like already write on. the first paragraph. Yeah. But, oh, shoot. I'd like to, <laughs> I'd like to ha take a whack at writing the obit and the tombstone. Oh, I no. Yeah. Oh, here oh. lies Jerry Springer. You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. My tombstone, I already know. What's it's it going to say? I won't be right back. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was just going to say, my bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> my bad. Yeah. So I had a brush with greatness once. I went to a Joan Baez concert. Oh, okay. And back in the day, and she performed at Music Hall in Cincinnati, a wonderful uh, playhouse. And, and so big concert, a lot of people there. And when it was over, 
uh, my buddies and I somehow knew that you could go backstage, which we did, and Joan Baez was sitting at a desk, a beautiful desk, uh, you know, not like a real institutional desk, but a table in a high back chair, it was all very cool, and she's sitting there, and she had a pen or something, and she's signing autographs, and uh, you had your moment, one at a time, you could get up to Joan, Joan Baez. Baez. Joan mm -hmm. Baez. And I was a big fan, and I loved the concert. Yeah. And she was at the time, I'm guessing twenty something, yeah. and I was. Ah, no, she might have been thirty, and I was might have been twenty in college, Xavier University. And I got my moment, and I made some jokes with her, and got her laughing. And then I said, uh, "You want to go out?" You asked Joan Baez I, out. That, that's it. That's my claim. The nerve of you, sir. I asked out Joan Baez. <laughs> Let me and guess what, the answer. I was going to say, what, what, is, what does she say, Gene? Well, I just showed you a picture of my wife, and it's not yeah. Joan Baez. Yeah. yeah. Hey, hey, my wife. Yes. Yeah. I had a picture Beautiful. on Facebook. Just kidding. Yeah. She looks... I, have I to say she like, looks better than Joan Baez. Gene and Joan Baez is way is over kicking cool. his coverage with Bonnie. Yeah. Like, yeah. this woman is really um, nice. You must have way, done something. Way out of my league. You must have done something league. really bad for you to suddenly bring that up on this podcast. <laughs> what, By the way, my what, wife is gorgeous. I mean, good Lord. <laughs> how blatant. Also, Mickey Jerry sends uh, his yeah. love. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's just overwhelmed with love. Yeah. That's I know, I that is true. Yeah. Great. We, we had anyway, a wonderful time Saturday. We did. Actually. We went out, Jerry and yeah. his wife and we my broke wife the and I. Well, every year yeah. it's a tradition. You know, yeah. it was Yom Kippur, which is the Jewish Day of Atonement. It's like our confession. You know, Jews yeah. do it in one day. And, you know, what Catholics do every whenever you go to, to confession. Church, yeah. And but my one Weekly. day is never Weekly. quite long enough. Because, the atonement, yeah. the day of atonement, <laughs> yeah. takes a little longer for the you. The service does it, sir? is over. People start leaving, and the rabbi always says, "Springer, not so fast." <laughs> you back here, sir. Yeah. Yeah. I'll see you back there. Yeah. 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 But anyway, we break the fast because for twenty-four hours you, you don't eat. And uh, but every year, uh, Gene and Bonnie oh, yeah. go with us. We love it. Afterwards. We, we love it. We love it. We had a good it's time. Great. And and no, uh, Joan Baez did not say yes. Yeah, did she, she laugh that's right. at you? Interfered with your no, story. No, no, there's no punchline. But that is she great because I, no. I, I would be impressed that you had the nerve to ask her out. Because yeah, oh, oh, I, I love her. I, I think she's. I don't buy no it. trouble I, asking I, the question, and I was going to try to joke my way into her heart. And oh yeah, I may that have gotten yeah. partially up an artery, but uh, yeah. I didn't get all the way there. Yeah, no, she did not go. Yeah, I had her laughing. Yeah. Well, I had her laughing. Yeah. She was laughing. Well, I believe but that. that. Didn't turn into I, a I think you had a better chance of paying her $3 million to go out with you than joking so. your way <laughs> yeah, in. Yeah, where were you yeah. when I needed you? You know <laughs> yeah. what I'm saying? Wow. No. Yeah. Never yeah. happened. <laughs> Sorry, Jer. Never <laughs> happened. Um, let's get serious for a moment. Yeah. Oh, my God. You know, I mean, how many of these are we going yeah. to have? We've talked about Sandy Hook where kids were murdered with weapons and. There have been a string of these in the latest uh, Columbine, Columbine, Sandy Hook, uh, Orlando. Yeah, big guns too, not yeah. not big. hand guns. In this case, uh, everybody knows the story. Uh, you know, 19 guns were found in a suite, two broken out windows, 59 people killed, hundreds uh, and thousands and millions terrorized by it. I mean, millions of people. I count my daughter, or yeah. my family, terrorized by this, by the threat of this. Uh, so, Jerry, we, we need your wisdom. Will it change anything? Well, you gave me a little bit of 
hope as we were driving over here and we talked about what I would be talking about, uh, you know, we, we both operate, we all operate on the theory that in the end, liberals always win. And that isn't just braggadocia. It's just that if you look at our culture and our society over the last hundred years, in the end, even though there are individual elections we lose and individual issues which we lose, ultimately the liberal position becomes mainstream and the way America goes. Every generation is more liberal than the generation before it on any cultural issue you can think of. And so it is true liberals always win. And, and the most recent major victory is, for example, gay marriage, you know, which 20 years ago was unthinkable. And uh, so the question now is, does that... And, and you were saying, because liberals always win, in the end, eventually enough people, because the polls show that most people want some kind of uh, gun control, certainly some of these massive wep weapons, um, that you would think at some point the politicians will turn around and do something about it. And so that's my only hope that that might at some point happen, though right now, I gotta admit, I'm very cynical about all this, and what makes me cynical about it is I have seen this script. It, it, it's a replay. All you do is put in different numbers in a different city. I remember back, for people not from this area, 30 years ago, I was a news anchor on the NBC affiliate here in Cincinnati. And we used to joke, and, and this is true, we used to joke, because we were local news, that we could write one script for our news and just come in an hour early before we broadcast and put in the relevant names and numbers because every broadcast was the same. Good evening. There's been an auto accident on, and we put in the name of the street, and, you know, and we'll have details later on in the newscast. So, such and such was indicted today, whatever. So the news headlines every day on local news was always the same. As I said, only the names and the numbers changed. And so we kind of joked about that. Well, now, which obviously is not a joke, the script. I mean, you start watching cable news and you watch the newscasts, and we all were this past few days. Oh, my gosh. You know, if you have left the planet for a couple of months, you come back. You didn't know where this was. It's the same thing. Bodies strewn over the place. They think they got the killer. How many were involved? Videos of people there. The interviews with people that were at the scene. Then the politicians. The White House speaks. And this time, what I found so appalling about it is, or at least at first interesting, is the presidential statement this Trump guy, he has, with every one of the disasters that has taken place with shootings over the last, you know, two years, he always is quick. The very first thing he says or tweets has to do with, we need to ban these people. It's an obvious terrorist act. I should be congratulated. I was right, etc. And it was interesting. There was no such thing this time. And the only reason I can see for no mention of anything with this shooting was that the shooter happened to be a white American Christian. And it, Trump politically can't ban white American Christians. So 
for the first time, he didn't talk about what the problem is. In other words, his solution always was ban this group, ban the Muslims. But when it comes to dealing with what this issue was, which obviously is an issue about certain types of guns and what people can do to guns to make them assault weapons, he didn't want to talk about that because there is documentary evidence that he is in bed with the NRA. And he says, you had my back, I will always have your back. Those were his words, by the way. So he's not going to do anything. And truthfully, the Republican Congress and the Republican Senate is not going to do anything either. So that's the second thing that came out of the White House. The first thing I noticed was the silence on the substantive issue of what's at stake here with all these people dying and, what, over 500 already hurt. The second thing that got me was then when they said from the White House, um, you know, we're not going to politicize this. This is no time, uh, this is no time, you know, when people started talking about some kind of gun control and what are we going to do about these weapons. Um, the White House says, this is no time to become political. Let's not throw politics. You know, I think it was Sean Hannity said, you know, it, it's shameful that the left is bringing up gun control at a time like this when families are grieving. Well, you know what? Nobody said that on 9-11 that we can't mention terrorism. As soon as 9-11 hit, within, as soon as the second plane hit, everybody was talking about terrorism. And the right wing wasn't saying it's too early to start talking about this stuff, who's to blame and all that. So they don't want to talk about gun control. And the reason they don't want to talk about any kind of gun control is because, as we all know, every almost every Republican politician, and even some Democratic politicians, but mostly Republican politicians, the alt-right and the NRA run our government on this issue because they will primary out any Republican or any politician who's in favor of anything, even the most sensible ideas. So why wouldn't we talk about Gun control. Every poll shows most Americans understand that certain kinds of weapons have no place in our society. The only reason, and I'm going to use a general term, even though those who really know guns know that it isn't the... But when I say assault weapons, you know what I'm talking about. You do something to a gun that permits it to fire off tons of rounds within a few seconds, you know? So the only purpose of that weapon outside of the military is to kill as many people as possible in as short a time as possible. That is the only purpose of the weapon. The weapon has no use in sport. You wouldn't use that in hunting. It, it, it's, you don't need that for target practice. It's not a weapon that you need to protect your home. You don't need to fire, you know, 1,000 rounds or 500 rounds in... 30 seconds to protect your home. It's not needed because the government is taking over. I mean, really, are there any people left in our country that believe that you have to have your own personal machine gun or assault weapon because the government's coming after you? First of all, what a stupid idea to begin with. But secondly, if you really think the government's coming after us with weapons, do you not think they would send a drone over to 
drop some kind of a, they'd vaporize us. The government's going to show up, uh-oh, let's not, this guy's got a machine gun, we better leave that house alone. I mean, just, there's no logical reason for having these weapons other than collectors or people that want to kill a lot of people. Now, you can say that the NRA will say, well, wait a second, we don't need to get into all this, the Second Amendment protects us. Well, time out. First of all, it's certainly debatable that the Second Amendment was a dealing with the right to form a militia, which is the first clause of the Second Amendment, and so that's why you need the weapons. Well, these guys aren't joining a militia. But beyond that, the Supreme Court has already said some gun control is okay because obviously we do have gun control laws in some states. So obviously it's constitutional. But secondly, even if you're a purist and say the Second Amendment grants everybody the right to have a gun, every constitutional right is allowed to be temporized if there is, and the legal words are, if there's a legitimate governmental function. We have the right of free speech. But the government is allowed to restrict certain kinds of speech if there is a legitimate governmental purpose, such as pornography, yelling fire in the theater. So there are exceptions to every right that we have. It's the burdens on the government to prove that there's, as I said, a legitimate governmental purpose. Who doesn't believe that public safety is a legitimate public purpose? Of course it is. The government's there to provide protection. So there's no possible argument for not having enough control to say that these weapons of, in a sense, mass destruction should not be permitted to be purchased by individual citizens that aren't part of the military. And the only reason we don't get this legislation is because the Republican Party, which is in charge of the Congress and the Senate, they owe their political existence to the NRA because if they go against them, they will be funded by someone who runs against them and they will lose. And they are in, they are in control. And I think we've reached the point now where somebody's got to be willing to stand up. The reason I'm pessimistic is there are structural parts of our government that won't permit us to change the Congress or the Senate, particularly on an issue such as this. We tend to think the Senate is more progressive than the House. We know the problem with the House is gerrymandering. Well, the Supreme Court is dealing with that issue right now. But even though most people vote Democrat, we have a Republican Congress because the way the districts are, are drawn. And we've wound up where they take the Democratic votes and they pile them all into one district so there are not enough Democratic votes in the other districts to make sure that they can win some of those. So we understand that. But the Senate, do not believe that the Senate is necessarily a progressive entity, particularly on issues like guns. Why? Well, our founders when they created the Senate, which was the deal so that we could get the uh, Constitution passed, the idea was the House would be based on population, but the Senate, each state, even the small states, would get two senators. So a state like Wyoming, 
which has about as many people as Ludlow, Kentucky, they get as many senators as California or New York. So basically, the Senate is made up, and most of the states, the middle of the country, most of the states are primarily rural. Most of the landmass in America is rural. The big cities are all on the coast, except in Chicago and, you know, Cleveland, whatever. But, you know, the population is amassed on the coasts. But they only get their two senators. You put all the middle states together, even though they're only 20, 30 percent of the country in terms of population, they have a majority of the Senate. And these rural areas do want to hold on to their guns because there is some, not assault weapons, but there is a necessity. The people uh, that live there want to hold on to their guns for, for safety. They live out in rural areas, etc. I get it. But if you know this structural difference, how are we ever, I don't care what the polls show about more people want more gun control, as long as most of the senators live in rural states and represent rural states, it's going to be very difficult to pass the legislation that most Americans, any reasonable person would say you don't have to have assault weapons. And so we're going to continue to have these headlines. You got 59 dead so far. You've got over 500 wounded. We don't know how many more of them are going to die, even as we're talking. By the time people hear this podcast, those that aren't listening live, that number will likely rise. And you know what? Those politicians are going to say, every one of them, and it's sickening, they're all going to say, our thoughts and our prayers go out to these people. They all say that. You know, that's like saying to someone, have a nice day after they hand you a cup of coffee. You know, you're not, it's just something you say. You walk by, hey, how you doing? It's a meaningless, it's a nice thing to say, but it's meaningless in solving the problem. Thoughts and prayers? We elected you not to be our ministers, not to be our rabbis with your prayers. We elected you to do something with legislation in our government, and you're doing nothing. They are doing nothing. These people ought to be thrown out of office. And, you know, if they want to have a new saying, instead of saying our thoughts and prayers are with you, which they say by rote every single time, they should remember Dylan's line, how many deaths will it take till we know that too many people have died? You know, and Jerry, I, well, I totally agree. Great job, by the way. Yeah, Jerry. Um, there's a couple things that could happen, and I'm not sure I'm exactly hopeful, but as the poll data shows, and we were talking driving down here about the Quinnipiac poll that's recent, that showed in the 50s, mid-50s, high 50s, people say we need more restrictions. Guns don't make us safer. We know that about a third of America has guns, and as gun sales go up, which all the conservatives tout, all that's happening, and research verifies this, is it's just the same people that have guns are buying more guns. Right. It isn't like everybody, the other two-thirds, are running out to buy guns. I have guns in my home. Yep. So I'm not talking about this as some, you know, I'm whatever you want to call it, snowflake dipshit. I've got guns. 
Well, but the second part, I think well, we can yeah, still go with. On, on, <laughs> verified by yeah. other things. I get yeah, that. Right, right. I get that. I'm not going to resist that. But yeah. look, here's the low-hanging fruit. And as these polls tick up, and sadly, as more and more people get killed, the polls will tick up and up and up. That guy in Las Vegas was in a suite, 19 guns found there, more guns found at his homes. The early information is two guns had what are called bump stocks, and bump stock is a conversion kit that makes a gun that's a semi-automatic, meaning every shot is your finger pull, and a bump stock reconfigures the weapon, so if you lean right, you pull that trigger back, the recoil just keeps fire, fire, fire. And that's probably, we probably didn't hear the early information is we weren't hearing automatic weapons, and we all heard it, and it's a sound I don't want to hear again. Right. It's a freaking machine gun. Yeah. Of course. So that could be just an AK-15, AK-47 with bump stocks set up on two tripods or maybe at high-power uh, high rifles on those, and he was shooting the other ones, you know, alternately. But listen. If he didn't have that technology, this is low-hanging fruit, 59 people would not be dead. Garen right. effing teed, 59 people would not be dead. Would you some people kill those be dead? People couldn't do one it. Shot at a time. Because everybody's running. Look at the video. He was able to get people before they could run out of there because he had a machine gun. Now, here's the low-hanging fruit. They tried recently in Congress to get bump stocks abolished. People pulled back. The chicken shit Republicans would not do it. But why? Bump stocks because, because they haven't yet figured out. This is how the Vietnam War ended. I just watched PBS's documentary series. Documentary series. Public opinion is the most powerful thing in this country. And it grows. In, that's why we have gay marriage. That's why black people and white people get married today. Everything that Jerry Springer says, liberals always win, he's right about that. It's all driven by public opinion. Finally, one day, conservatives say, I guess the time passes by. That will happen, I hope, with guns. Low-hanging fruit, bump stocks. That should have been decided yesterday with a plan and an announcement that's going to be discussed next week on the floor of Congress. Secondly, silencers. Third, the fact that mentally deranged people verified by doctors should be stopped from being able to go in and buy a gun does not exist now. People on the terrorist watch list does not exist. They can go in and buy guns. Assault weapon, magazine size. It's been debated. That guy, think about what we just saw happen. A guy is up there with a bump stock on a couple guns and he's got big magazines, and I freaking listen to it. There's a pause while he reloads, puts in another magazine. Everything that we can do to slow down the firing saves a goddamn life. Yep, Everything. Yep. There you go. Yep. That's the low-hanging fruit. They got to be willing to do it because the NRA's position has always been: once you open the door a little bit to make this uh, this change, then you're kind of admitting that Congress has the right to make more changes, and that's that's why even the most sensible things. 
For example, thank God they didn't have silencers. Right. My God, what would people have done? Now, because you wouldn't point. know where the bullets are they coming from. And yeah. there's legislation right now, uh, which the Republicans are considering passing. So it's not just that they're not passing legislation to make us safer. They're now affirmatively mm-hmm. doing worse things. Uh, because, you know, whoever can look best to the NRA will get more money for the next campaign. And the NRA is very smart because they realize the public is mostly against them. So when they decide to go after a candidate for office who they want to beat because they don't like his or her position on guns, they don't, in these certain districts, they don't go after the person because of the gun position. They fund the campaign on some other position just to get that person elected. In other words, they don't run their campaigns on guns. They find out where you are as a candidate, I remember when I used to be running, you get a questionnaire. Of course, I always failed. <laughs> and, uh, but, you know, if you're bad on the issue, they will find an opponent, fund that opponent. They may never mention the word guns because they know the public will turn against them. They see the same polls we do. Mm-hmm. They beat you on another issue. They'll, they'll find a scandal. They'll find that you're not good on the budget. They'll say, this guy's going to raise taxes, this guy, whatever. They find another issue to beat you on. But the real reason they're going after you is because they don't like your position on guns. That is the power of the NRA. And w- let me quote, just to put a capper on this, quote Dylan again. The times they are changing. Mm. And that's why gay marriage is going on today. The times change. That's your point. Liberals always win. And it's isn't it sad we have to have another mass murder for the ball to move a little farther down toward the red zone? That's horrible. How many that mean it quotes Dylan again, how many deaths will it take till they know? It's how many of these things have to happen before finally the people laugh. There'll be another issue. I mean, I'm really being a pessimist now. But there's just... See, the gay rights thing, we always knew that people had a position on gay marriage, but it really didn't affect their life if they weren't gay. You know what I mean? It's not like you could, at a cocktail party, say, oh, I don't think gay people should get married. But it wasn't like when you went to sleep at night, you were worried that the gays down the block would get married. It didn't affect you. So it, it wasn't that powerful of an opposition, even though if you took a poll, people would have said no on gay marriage. But when it comes to guns, you're talking about people who do not want to give it up. And that becomes their single issue to vote on. Jerry, it's, That's a, a, third. it's a third of the country. We can two thirds can beat the third. But, I, I agree with I, what you're saying. And by the way, no one is saying, including me, and I'm passionate about this, that we're going to go in and confiscate guns. No. Ain't going to happen. Nobody's going to ban guns. Will not happen. I'm not proposing it. But if a third of America has guns, as I said before, me included, two-thirds beats one-third every time. So I'm with you that gay marriage is uh, – uh, people who are homosexual are much small, smaller percentage than a third of America, I guess. I don't even know. I don't even care. But two-thirds will beat the third. And we got to stay on this. Yeah, well, what we found out, and it's the same issue we deal with with abortion, for example, is that the people on some of these cultural issues on the right, whether it's abortion or gun rights, they become a single-issue voter. Mm -hmm. 
with those of us who are progressive, we're for gun control, but we're also for pro-choice, and we're also for health insurance for all Americans. So in other words, we get split up on how we're going to vote. We may wind up voting for a person who likes guns because that person is so great on health insurance and money for the schools and whatever. That's the problem. Some of these right-wingers are so focused on their single issue that one-third really becomes more powerful. No, Because our two-thirds get split up. That that group you're talking about, people who are against a, a woman's right to choose and who are against any kind of gun control, who are against homosexuals, it's, this has gotten clear for me under Donald Trump. A third of America is like that. And I say the two-thirds beats that third every time. They're all the same people. But the They're two-thirds have to do up. something, and that's the thing. Like, the two-thirds have to speak up and they have to do something. That's what we've been seeing again and again and again. Well, we people get, get complacent, and yeah, they, well, you know. Yeah. Well, that's and is it going to take things like this again and again and again to happen to get that two-thirds well, doing something? Yeah, take West Virginia. West Virginia, and probably even Kentucky. Now that I think about it. Yeah. You know, let's say West Virginia is probably on quote, our side on health insurance. Now, now you're making a good point there. Yeah, so that they really that are. voter but, could be for mm-hmm. labor, a labor-type person, but right. also But when it comes to guns, and, yeah. you know... And yeah, it, that's it's, a good point. It's, so, good point. Well, it's complicated, we'll but we got to keep fighting it. This is too serious. All right, yes. Yes, it is. But so. Where is the fellow with the hearing aid? I hate you. <laughs> no, there is no fellow with a hearing aid. It's a bad joke. Even don't I do don't it. see that guy this week. <laughs> don't even do it, Jerry. Don't, don't do it. So this evening, we have with us again Brent James and the Vintage Youth. Welcome back, guys. Yeah. It's good to see you. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So what has been going on since last we met? Uh, shows and sleepless nights and yeah. <laughs> more shows and finishing this record. Yeah, yeah and so you've got a couple yeah. some notable Great. people on this new record. Yes, yeah, we have, um, if anybody remembers the band Blind Melon. Loved Blind big, Melon. Big, big, cool yeah. jam. Um, we got Roger Stevens from Blind Melon on, on a tune playing uh, playing guitar on a song. Cool. With good Ricky and a uh, band called OAR. They're yeah. good buddies of ours. And we got Crazy Rick, Richard poker, on it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we got Richard on a song, too, so it should be out uh, hopefully within the next month or so. so cool, it's cool. being mastered right now. So. Do you guys wouldn't mind introducing yourselves again? I know you've been here, but let's hear your names again. Yes. And I'm Brent James. Brent James. Ricky Damon. Hi, Ricky. Uh, Nick Baverman. Hey. Well, welcome back, gentlemen. And the first song you're with us tonight is going to be Just Fine. Is that correct? Yeah, that is correct. Well, let's hear it. We need, right. we need some Just Fine music All after right. our conversation. <laughs> yeah, this is my, yeah, this is my work for that. There we go. There I was, yeah, she looked me in the eye Say, what you gonna do with your life? Why don't you even try? Well, mama dear, I'm moving out of here I gotta beat to hell Oh, Jeep wagon in and I was 18 years old Yeah, we'll be just fine Yeah, I will be, be just 
mentioned Hugh Hefner uh, passing, but we're, uh, I'm seeing your shirt. We lost Tom Petty yes. last evening. Yeah. So, As Brent's a band, I don't think we could be more heartbroken. Uh, no. It's, <laughs> it's He's all... seriously, you know, him, Bob Dylan, yeah. um, and Bob Seger, like the reason why I picked up a guitar. Yeah, so. I saw your t-shirt just kind of, yeah. oh, yeah, yeah, no, it's awful, but yeah. <sighs> Man, oh man, summer. good music living on, right? Yes, that's right. <laughs> All right, that's so people right. can check out your wonderful music at brentjamesmusic.com. Yeah. And you have a new album coming out called Waiting So Long, is that yes, correct? Yes, Waiting So Long, yes. Seven songs on it. Um, hopefully we'll be out in the next 30 days if we have our way about it. So Very you know, cool. Everybody's very slow when you're getting a record mastered and mixed and all that. So yeah. But yeah, hopefully within the next you know, 30 days. Well, cool. Well, you got another song for us this evening that we cannot yeah. wait to listen to, Roller Coaster. Yes. All yes. right, let's hear it, this man. This will be on there as well. I 
where I stand this old street light It's the day after Christmas And I've gotta catch this flight You stood in the window To wave
Thank you, thank you, thank you, Brent. You know, it's, it just brings it all, you know, coming here every Tuesday night, we're talking about this awful stuff that's going on, and we have debate and all this, but to hear your music and to share that with us, thank that's you. what this is all about. Thank you so much, man. That, that was beautiful. beautiful. I have one. Thank you. I have one question. I mean, oh, when you yeah. were doing all that, do you read music? No. So, <laughs> no, I, so you, you don't read music. So when you initially wrote the melody, mm -hmm. okay, so then he's playing the melody and then you're figuring that out just as he's doing it? Or how does it, how does it happen to someone like me that doesn't know it's how this... To it's hard to explain. I, I just feel it. Like, it's just a feeling... I hear it in my head immediately, like, especially with these guys, yeah. you know, it it's just pretty happens. instant, oddly enough. It's yeah. kind of, you How sit down done? and like, you know, like, all right, and then come in, play it, and they just grab it. And I think that that's like, um, music is, you know, it's so, um, it's, it really is like the closest thing, like Tom Petty said, to, to real life magic. I mean, if yeah. you don't, either you do have the magic with people or you don't. And I don't think any of us read music really, do we? No. Well, I mean, that's, yeah. yeah. Wow. Um, but yeah, it always just oh, seems to just... It, honestly, you guys are Beautiful. great. Great. Yeah. If we know any good thrill. managers, we need one. Right. There you go. <laughs> You want to manage us, Jerry? There you go, man. You don't, you well, don't want Jerry to manage we're, you. We, we are. need one, seriously. We, we're working with William Morris a little bit on the booking side. That, 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 we need a good... good they're my... Yeah, I was oh, on the really? phone. Yeah, they're, they're my uh, agent. Uh, no yeah. Well, we're talking 10%. But anyway... Uh, <laughs> I'll give you 15. Oh, yeah. You heard well, it right here. Well, I'll see you guys. All right, it's been fun, Jerry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Okay. All right, guys. <laughs> Again, check them out at brettjamesmusic.com. Thank you guys so much. And if you don't mind, Jerry's, Jerry's going to hop in here oh, with you. Oh, this is a career. Oh, sorry. Do it. No, this <laughs> is Down a by the riverside. Yeah, this is a career render for you. Yeah. We're, <laughs> the, the band formerly known as Brett James. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. This sorry, was guys. their last song. <laughs> it, was, it was a good run. Yeah. Ready, baby? <laughs>
Thank you so much. Thank you. Appreciate it.